episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss what <laughs> the next episode and we recap and discuss a new episode of degrassi the next generation you guys know what goes on here um every throwback thursday from the degrassi black hole i am your co-host tara mcgregor i am your other host chris sharp and today we are recapping season four, episode 16, titled Eye of the Tiger. And that is literally what happens when I try to not read a script. Um, but yeah, so before wow. that, <laughs> we will get into trivia for Terry. That's how this show works. Hello. Okay. I have three trivia questions this week. What do JT's lips taste like? Something so stupid. Wasn't it like jelly jam? Close. Sweet jelly. I'll take Sweet it. Sweet jelly. Stupid. What do they rename the MVP award? Is it literally the Jimmy Brooks award or Jimmy so Brooks? So stupid. <laughs> yes. The Jimmy Brooks trophy. <laughs> when can Liberty see JT again? When she's 20. Look at you got 100% wow. this week, bitch. Look at me go. Congratulations. Thanks. That is so funny. I just remember the Liberty part because I was really stupid. Like, jelly, jam, what? Ugh, God, Does he gross. Have, have I literally about? hate them. I hate them. Yeah. I am team Danny, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm very rarely team Danny. <laughs> they forced that on us. Um, right. But yes, hello. This is the part where we normally get into Terry's tidbits. Um, the tidbit I have for this week is I wanted to bring up a comment or like a message we got from a listener about last week's episode. Um, so if you listen to last week's episode or if you did not, it's available now. Go listen to it on Spotify and run through the whole thing so you can play the ad too. Anyway, so last week we discussed, obviously, Emma over here getting a social disease for some bracelets, some scent bracelets pretty much. And one of the, we had a debate pretty much of just like, were we like, was it a fever dream? Did it really happen? What was going on? But someone reminded me in the messages, and I won't say your name in case you don't want to be like called out, but they reminded me that the whole thing was that if someone pulled a bracelet that you were wearing, at least for like my generation, like if someone pulled a bracelet and you were wearing it, then you had to like do some sort of like sexual act with that person, which is I feel like insane. I do remember that. I right? Do. Whether I don't remember. This never happened to me. Okay. Same. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Same. Was but it I true? do remember. I that. don't know. But right. I do remember people saying it. Yeah. And then for that, it was just like, I remember that being a thing. And they were like color coded, like they meant different things by that. But that unlocked a memory for me. So shout out to the listener that brought that up because, again, did this happen to anyone else? Like, was anyone else's school doing these stupid things? But. I'm trying to see if they said anything else about it but that's where i'm at with that that was a good conversation because kids be doing stupid shit um for real <laughs> dumb. so very dumb because someone could have said that and then someone did it and that's when it became a problem you know what i mean like someone could have been jokingly like when someone breaks this brace we have to do this and then someone went and did it so that's really the problem here yes absolutely um But yeah, that's all I have for today. We can dive into the episode unless you have something. Nah, girl, let's get to it. So, our B-plot this week, JT and Liberty, ugh. Like, (laughs) they do the absolute most, making out in front of Danny. 
Danny reminds JT that they have plans to go skateboarding or something or the other. And JT says, hmm, hot tub with your step sizzle. I'm sorry. I just made that up earlier because he said that like four seasons ago calling someone (laughs) his hot step sizzle. Anyway. Yes, I recall. He said that was before your step sizzle dropped his ass sizzle. Nobody said nobody ever added sizzle to the end. I want to I want to be clear because there was a time when Snoop Dogg used to be like fishes on my nizzle, Mm. all that other things. So like at a media level, absolutely at maybe like to a light extent were people saying that right but the way jt said that was before your step sizzle dropped dumped his ass sizzle <laughs> i don't recall that ever being something that somebody would ever say yeah in this era i want to yeah. correct that anyway flash forward so he tells danny i'm hanging out with your sister in the hot tub instead of going and danny's pissed JT stays bailing on alleged friends for a girl. And I said this a couple episodes. I said this ain't the first time JT's been fake as fuck for his friends mm-hmm. over a girl. Who he, again, didn't care for like maybe like a month ago. Like literally was Absolutely. a bully to her pretty much. He pretended so, he was gay <laughs> to so avoid her. So disrespectful. Gross. So they have the nerve to snub Danny and then ask him, warn us in case my dad returns. So you know that ain't gonna go well. And it doesn't. Stupid. Mr. Van Zant arrives home and he immediately asks Danny about Liberty's whereabouts. Danny simply tells him exactly where she could be found. He's <laughs> like, mm, she's in the hot tub. I would have done the exact same thing. I would have. I was a menace as a sibling. <laughs> I can he then lays, the signal was that he was supposed to like bark. And so he lazily goes, woof, which obviously doesn't alert them. So Liberty's dad walks in on Liberty and JT kissing the hot tub. Gross. Danny tells JT that he doesn't deserve to be with Liberty because Liberty is the smartest girl in school and JT is an idiot. JT smugly tells Danny that he he does deserve Liberty. And Danny retorts that Liberty can help JT to read the instructions to his penis pump. (laughs) I mean, it was a pretty good comeback. This is my favorite callback to earlier uh, seasons because, yes. wow, petty. People overhear it. JT is <laughs> embarrassing, so the two get into a fight. Mr. Armstrong doesn't even have to break up the fight, though. Um, I don't remember why. I think Danny gets hurt. Liberty shows up. She's upset with JT, and then he's upset with Danny. It's just a lot, and I didn't really Girl. care because I can't stand JT and Liberty. They were pulling each other's hair in this fight, which is the funniest thing I think I've seen when I for two guys to be fighting. Like they were literally pulling each other's hair. <laughs> oh, so cute. Danny eventually tries to make amends by reconciling JT and Liberty. He somehow like sets them up, surprises Liberty with JT out back, and then he covers for Liberty when her dad comes looking for her. He ain't really owe them shit, but that's the end of their storyline. Yeah, it was um quite the short and sweet and like stupid plot B and like I get it in a sense because we always say that like normally the plot A will be heavier when we'll do stuff like this but I just personally do not care about Liberty and JT and I feel as though Degrassi did that and they end up doing that with JT's storyline because people wanted Liberty and JT together for years or if they didn't want them together they saw the back and forth between them when they were younger so that's why we get them as a couple finally because Degrassi made everybody date each other I want to be clear because there are always a lot of debates in the Degrassi Reddit. Was this racist? Was this not racist? First of all, the reason why liberty exists in the background probably is rooted in some form of racism. Mm-hmm. We already know those colors and whatever is going on. 
Um, it's like, and I, I don't, obviously I'm always arguing with Reddit or someone got upset <laughs> because I, they said it was one of those little alt-right bitches on online. So when I went to go look at their little uh, a profile account, I said, mm, yeah, exactly. I would expect this from you. They called out the fact that I said, Degrassi doesn't give a lot of main plot lines to the black mm-hmm. characters. It doesn't develop this, the characters of color or anything. You don't really get to know a lot about a lot of them. Some of them you do. You see a little bit of J- Jimmy's household. You see a little bit of Manny's. Um, and I'm thinking of the OG TNG cast. Mm-hmm. But not a lot otherwise. But one thing I'm noticing is that when you do see them, they exist as a B-plot. Mm-hmm. I do want to be clear. Because we talk about how we don't give a fuck about the storyline. I don't not give a fuck about the storyline because I'm racist. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the storyline because I don't give a fuck about JT. He's mm-hmm. the part that I don't give a fuck about. Y'all know mm-hmm. I don't like JT. So to be clear, I can't stand him. I think he's annoying. I don't think he deserves liberty. Right. And I want to see her do better. I want to see her be the main girl. And I want her to see with some her with somebody who actually deserves her affection and attention. So I think they're gross. I think they're gross mm-hmm. because I think JT is gross and I don't want to see him be happy. <laughs> That's real. But again, to your point, we've never seen Liberty in a real relationship. Like any relationship has started at the end of a season and then they get back the next season and then they're not together. We never get to see that play out. Right. We don't. So there's that. Anyway, on to our plot A after. A little bit from our sponsors. (laughs) All right, now we're back for plot A. Jimmy has returned to Degrassi via wheelchair and in a triple five soul outfit. It's the same outfit he was wearing on the Breakfast Club outfit, I think. Mm -hmm. Everyone is happy to see Jimmy return, except Spinner, who awkwardly lurks in the background. Jimmy takes notice. Spinner approaches Jimmy that morning and media immersion or somewhere, I don't really know. He's uncomfortable and Jimmy doesn't have the patience. While Spinner does actually have the words, he uses the words, I'm sorry. Mm. He also adds, I suck at the end. And I hate it when y'all do fake apologies talking about I suck. Just say, I'm sorry for this. Here's how I'll do better. You know, my mm-hmm. triple A's of apology. I forget what it is. Ugh. Jimmy accepts Spinner's apology on account of he has better things to do. He tries to be positive about the whole thing. Spinner is working overtime to try to redeem himself, even though Jimmy doesn't even know what he did. Mm. He is helpful without being asked. He supports Jimmy around the school. He reaches for his belongings. He gives him access to the water fountain. If anything, it is a very good window into how our society lacks simple accessibility features for people who use wheelchairs, but... That's not the point here. Because, I mean, like, you can just see how many things Jimmy can't access throughout the school. Mm-hmm. Based right. On his position. Yeah. And how they, like, obviously, because it's one of the first students that has a wheelchair, like, they set up the ramp and stuff like that. But that's a... But like, it's not, though. It's not? No. Don't you remember? Kendra's friend, Nadia. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? What the hell were they doing before? And where the fuck is Nadia? Right. That is such a good point. That's such a good point. Never mind. You're absolutely right. And the thing I noted from this too is just like, 
I'm surprised they're back at the same school. I know it's a TV show, but that seems wild. But also, Jimmy is literally at the same locker where he got shot. Like, this is all very bizarre to watch because it's all nothing has changed. It's all the same stuff. They literally had a shrine up before. Like, that's, I don't know. That's just personally me looking at it and, like, being, I would be triggered by it. But meanwhile, he can't even use the water fountain. And you're just reminding him of why he's in this situation because he's at the same locker. Like, <laughs> that's sad. It is. <laughs> well, so sorry. So Nadia Yamir was Kendra's best friend. She um, was in a wheelchair. She had neurofibromatosis, which causes tumors all over the body. And while her obituary doesn't say it, it's very likely that it con- it contributed to her very sad and untimely death. She I do remember her passing twenty nineteen. Sad. I forgot that they had her on the show, though. That's not very inclusive of them to never show mm-hmm. how they accommodated the her. Right. Wow. Yeah. I I do remember hearing about that. Rest in peace. That's sad. But I mean, I'm just I'm assuming I don't know much, but with her last name being Asir, I'm gonna assume that she is, if anything, not white. And look at how she was just shoved in the background. Literally in the background. I didn't even know she was Kendra's best friend, child. See, exactly. All right, back to our core plot line. So Jimmy goes as far to have Jimmy be, or Spinner goes as far to have Jimmy be honored at the basketball game. When the hell did Spinner join the basketball team and get off the bench? (laughs) Right. Spinner finds Jimmy after school trying to shoot the basketball to no success, which is crazy because in a season, anyway, neither here nor there, the continuity is not there. Jimmy (laughs) tells Spinner that his entire future is gone because he likely will never be able to walk again. And then he starts blaming himself for what happened. He cites his bullying and he expresses that he wishes that Rick had better aim. Spinner looks incredibly guilty. I have a question. If you were Spinner, would you have told Jimmy what you did? If this were real life and not a soap opera, do you think Jay would have ever confessed? Like, do you think that Spinner could have taken this to his grave or like priest or? No, not at all. And I thought I watched this episode and thought about this question because I figured it was going to be asked. And I do not know where I stand as far as if he should have or if I would have said something. You know what I mean? But I know for a fact that Spinner would have never been able to take it to his grave the same way that Jay would. Jay doesn't care about anybody. He cares about nothing. Jay would have been able to go on with his life as normal. Spinner wouldn't have because we see that in the way that he literally couldn't visit him in the hospital. He would have cracked right there and that would have been even worse. Um, But also we see it in the fact that he's overcompensating for like all the things that Jimmy needs help with and like isn't asking for. So I see like Spinner wouldn't have been able to keep it. But I like in real life, I have no clue because I think I stand with Jimmy on the side that it's not helping anybody like it happened. And you are like the truth is setting you free, but nobody else because Jimmy is in this wheelchair for life. Like you cannot change that. Um, And it's almost like, honestly, you should suffer with that guilt and keep it to yourself because it's not going to do anything for Jimmy by telling him. The only thing that I could think of is hearing Jimmy blame himself. Right. And wish that Rick had better aim. It's like, but it wasn't your fault. Although, honestly, you know how I feel. It was everyone's fault, including Jimmy's. I mean, it wasn't. It was Rick's fault. It was Rick's fault. However, 
everyone in that school contributed to upsetting Rick. Now, mm-hmm. again, what Rick did with that, that was not our fault. Rick was the one who no. got a gun. Rick could have done many things. He could have gone to a different school. He did not. He mm-hmm. chose this route. So I get that. But if we're talk, if we are going to point the fingers at anyone besides Rick, it is not their fault. But Jimmy did contribute to the bullying overall. So mm-hmm. he's not completely innocent in that regard. He is innocent, but he's not. Anyway, uh, my coworker said that the guilt would eat at her so she would confess. And she doesn't think Spinner is at fault, but because he couldn't have known the outcome of his actions. And she would have explained that to Jimmy when she confessed. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, I just take that shit to my grave. I would not have the guts to suffer the consequences of social exile, maybe after graduation, but also probably not. Now, I'd have taken that shit to my grave. You would never know what I did. Never. Yeah. Not from I, my mouth. Right. That's the thing, though. I did see someone on Reddit talking about how if Spinner didn't tell Jimmy himself that he would have, like, told somebody else and that someone else would have went and told Jimmy. Like, he could have got drunk one night and said something and then would have gotten back to Jimmy either way. But, Yeah. I don't know. I'm also for taking it to the grave, but putting myself in Spinner's shoes, there's no way that he wasn't going to say anything. I just don't think there's a perfect time for that. And I totally get what you're saying because Jimmy had nothing but time to think about shit sitting in a hospital bed for months. So he's obviously found a way to blame himself. And then on the same coin, it's like Jimmy also was very forgiving of Spinner not being there because I think he or I can assume that this character, again, sat in a hospital bed for months and was just like, life is short. Like, I literally don't have time to be mad at Spinner. And I think if anything, Spinner could have just talked to him outside of school and before Jimmy blamed himself. I just don't know. Like, there's no perfect timing to do it. But if Spinner was going to do it, I think there was a better place or better way to go about it versus just being like, yeah, that it's my fault. And then there's nothing you could do about it. And this whole episode is a mess, to be honest. Anyway, Jimmy gets angrier and angrier when he's talking to Spinner about his situation. And he relents saying that, but it isn't your fault, Spinner. So at this time, Spinner naturally confesses to Jimmy that he and Jay told Rick that Jimmy was behind it, which... It seems like he's doing it because Jimmy kept blaming himself. So mm-hmm. I know we've said a lot that Spinner confessed. And I originally I thought it was because Spinner felt guilty. And he did absolutely feel guilty. But I think he saw him blaming himself. And that was also part of it. Mm-hmm. Like letting him know that it was not your fault. It was because of what we did. Yeah. Um. So it was just a lot. So my question is, do you still think Rick... Or do you think Rick still would have shot Jimmy even if had he never bullied Rick? So, like, if Jimmy had never bullied Rick, left him alone, ignored him, and Jimmy and or Spinner and Jay told him this lie or had him believe this lie, do -hmm. you think he still would have gone for Jimmy thinking that Jimmy had been behind this plot, but even though Jimmy had been, like, neutral? I could see it only because it was humiliating. Like, it was the next level of, like, bullying for him. Like, it was very public. Everyone saw it before, but this was super public. It was on TV. It was in front of Emma. It was when he thought he was making friends. So I think it it would have been the straw on the camel's back regardless. And if he heard someone's name attached to it, he was going to go after them whether they bullied him or not. He would have shot Emma right there for, you know what I mean, neglecting Right. Him. Because it's like, my question is, could they have lied and said that, say, Toby had set the whole thing up, right? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great of Toby to get all those questions wrong and set him in there. And he set the whole thing up. Do you think he would have been, it's like, do you think he could have been easily manipulated into thinking that everyone was against him and then going after that person? If Jimmy yeah. had been kinder, nice, treated him with respect, he would have just felt that betrayal because he was so embarrassed by the humiliation. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um. Anyway, Jimmy realizes that he was targeted because Spinner and Jace lie and he wheels away. One thing that's interesting to me is how, as a result of Spinner's confession, Marco and Craig now target Spinner. Like, they're not wrong for being angry, but what are they going to learn? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's piling on. It's, ex like, again, exiling someone from a friend group, isolating them. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, so. That got them in this situation. People have guns and they bring them to school. Like, the least you can do is leave that person alone. I'm not asking you to be friends with them. I'm not asking you to let them eat lunch with them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you don't have to be friends with everyone, but you don't have to be nasty. Yeah, that's the part right there. Because it's always taking it the extra step. No one knows how to leave anybody alone. They just always have to say something or feel like they have to do something. Mm-hmm. So the next day at school, Marco and Craig are pissy with Spinner because obviously Jamie told them what he did. Spinner sulks away and he's... Looks like he's happy to see Manny, but she looks at him with such a look of disgust. I genuinely wonder what he thought was going to happen after this. Right. So. Like, it's a very clear indicator that he was, I, I see what you're saying, because he was, like, just telling Jimmy, like, it's not your fault. But did you think everyone's going to be your friend after? Like, no. Right. Like, you're going to clear your conscience, but lose everything. Like, he literally loses everything in the span of this episode. Mm-hmm. As Rick, which is pretty inspirational to people to do things that are hurtful. But anyway, as the girlies say, Manny appears to get the ick. It looks like she heard about what Spinner did as well. And so now, Spinner is a social pariah. Spinner is at work later, and it is notably empty. I guess they're boycotting the knot. But do you know who does still love Spinner? Jay. Eddie tells Spinner that if he wants to be punished, he can slap he can slap him around. Jay isn't wrong. Jay gets kicked out of the dot when they get testy, when Spinner and Jay get testy with another, but he's still waiting for Spinner after work. He seems to realize that Spinner is all he has left. Always the devil on Spinner's shoulder, Jay simply wants to introduce Spinner to his new friends, Jack and Coke or some variation of the mix. Spinner is wandering aimlessly in the forest with Jay when Jay drops a very accurate line. This whole blame thing, though. Rick is the bad guy, but now that he's gone, everyone's looking to blame someone else. I mean, he's, he don't be wrong, even though he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. Spinner is pissed and Jay eggs him on to do something about his anger. I'm going to get secondhand, secondhand embarrassment because I know that Spinner isn't about to show up to this party uninvited, but he does. Mm-hmm. He stumbles into Craig's house. He's drunk to inter- interrupt Craig's karaoke. Everybody tells Spinner, leave. And when Jimmy refuses to respond, Spinner walks out and takes his keys. I thought initially that he was stealing from them. I clearly haven't seen this episode in a while when I watched it. But instead, he was going to go drive his own car when he's so obviously drunk. I didn't realize that was his car either, girl. I was like, why did this, like, that's Joey's car? Because when did he get a new car? So Marco is always a sweet, caring one even though Mm -hmm. Spinner absolutely doesn't deserve it after the way he's always treated Marco. But anyway, Mm. 
He goes after Spinner. He calls on Craig to help and they all go out there to stop Spinner from driving off. And Jimmy wheels out there in front of Spinner's car to stop him. Jimmy says, I don't feel sorry for you. And Spinner whines that he wants his friend back. But Jimmy asks a question that all of us wanted to know. When have you ever treated me like a friend? When you lied to Rick? When you told me about it? Why don't you for once just think about somebody other than Spinner? Or you know what? Just go drive off a bridge. Damn. Red him to fell. That hurt. Craig takes Spinner's keys and I don't have any idea where anyone goes. But the next day, Spinner admits to <laughs> Miss H. Because I don't know why he's going on an honest tour. But he admits what he did. And he takes right. credit for the paint incident. No. And I got a question here. Do you think Spinner should have been expelled? I mean, the fuck? Y'all couldn't expel Rick, but you can expel Spinner. And I know why Isn't... you couldn't. Right. I know why. Because it happened off of school grounds. This happened not only on school grounds, but it was on national TV. I know why. But it's fucked. Yeah. I honestly forgot that that was a portion of it. And I don't know why, what I would expect from them getting that information from Spinner. But I don't know if it was that. You know what I mean? Just like there are so many things that happened here and a lot of pieces y'all had to pick up and everybody was wrong. I don't know. You just looking for a scapegoat at that point. Yeah. In Expelling Spinner knowing good and well that other people were involved. He was involved in that. But that that's the one thing you did. Like, don't act like didn't nobody else egg on Rick. Yeah, and isn't it like Alex was able to facilitate some crap because she was like a vice president or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like she played a role in it and no one ever said her name. Right. She just got to float under the radar. And be friends, BFFs with Paige. Right. Like it's crazy. But anyway, so I don't think they should have been expelled. No. They weren't the only ones responsible for what happened. And those teachers know it. It's bullshit that he has to take the fall for everyone. And zero tolerance policies are inherently racist, even though Spinner and Jay are white, I know. But just saying, they're racist. Mm -hmm. And if anything, we can see how Spinner and Jay are taking the fall for everything and everyone else gets to go about their lives, such as Alex. Right. But I do think that this is an important lesson for everyone. Being sorry and saying sorry can't take back what you did. Right. So Spinner and Jay get expelled from Degrassi, and that is the end of the episode. Ugh, yeah. Um, again, don't really know what they, like, Spinner thought was going to happen here, but I really did not remember him getting expelled. That's bullshit. hmm Yeah, so my moral is what I basically said. Sorry, I ain't going to cut it. Like, mm-hmm. somebody died, and yeah. someone lost their ability to walk for... Who knows how long at this point in time. So. Yeah. I think the moral I got from it is what I said earlier. The truth will not always set you free. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it literally or rather the truth will set you free. It does not do anything for the other person that you're telling the truth to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you notice that this I meant to bring this up earlier is when they were giving Jimmy the Jimmy Brooks Award that this was the most time or the the most black characters on screen at the same time and they were all on the basketball team. I was going to say, it feels racist the minute you started saying it. Very racist. All black athletes. Only time we see so many black characters together on a screen and we never see them again. Mm, mm, mm. They right. Whew. You got anything else you want to add that we didn't cover today? Um, Let me go look at your notes. My notes are not even on our normal drive. I can't even find them. <laughs> They're on my phone. Um, 
The only, oh, and then like something funny I noticed is Craig went to pause the TV and the TV was already paused and someone is calling me because of course, like I was saying, Craig went to pause the TV when Spinner got in the house, but the pause uh, symbol was already on the TV. So that was just really bad continuity. <laughs> but that is all. Look at you calling them out. All right. So next on Degrassi. Struggling to pay rent, Ellie discovers that she can earn money from playing Euchre. This is the dumbest plot in the history of plots. <laughs> I know I said this a lot, but this is what I feel today. When Alex wants to play for more money, Ellie has to make a difficult choice. Meanwhile, Paige and Matt's secret affair blossoms. But Paige wonders whether he's still seeing his ex-girlfriend behind her back. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes.